Okay. Before we start the show, I suppose we um we need to talk about uh, the tragic passing of Dean Berta Vinales. Yeah, Tugs? Yeah, in the Supersport 300 class in uh, in the World Superbike paddock. It's another very sad one. That's, that's three this year, and in, including young Hugo Milan in uh, uh, European Talent Cup, wasn't it? Hugo? Yes. And um, and obviously Jason DePesky, yeah. So, um, look, th- these things happen in motorcycling, unfortunately. It's one of the things that makes our sport so compelling to watch and so compelling to compete in. But obviously when it happens, it's very sad and... Um, you know, I don't. Which is which is kind of difficult when we do we do a comedy show, and um, you know, the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that the price some of these people pay is the ultimate price to yes. to entertain us, and to, and to you know, they're driven to do what they do, and we get that. Yeah, and look, we we um we we, we take the piss out of some of these blokes sometimes, and but all it's the time. It, all the time, but it's it's done with the utmost of love and reverence because yeah. they are, they are all gods. They are absolute gods, and we we love and respect them, even though we we have a bit of fun with them. and And I guess uh, this week, our our hearts and our thoughts are with Maverick Vinales and the and the rest of Dean's family. And obviously, Maverick didn't race this weekend, and and perfectly understandable why. Okay, well, should we get on? Should we get on with the show? On with the show, yeah. Let's all go. Right. Play, Play the music, that Rod. funky music, Roddy boy. Ah, I'm turning it up to 11. (laughs) And welcome to Moto PG, the podcast that punches harder than Jack Miller hitting one mirror in the face. Yes. (laughs) And welcome to our beloved sponsors, the Made in Germany's importers of held biker fashion, handmade Daytona boots, Swiss bike gear from IXS, and fog-free pin locker helmet inserts. God. That's a lot to size. We should charge him four times as much. He's got I four think different, so. Four different things going on there. <laughs> well, we're going Velocity- to restructure all this next year. Yes, we, we are. We're restructuring. Restruct- Velocity Vehicle Cares. Hello, everyone. The Velocity Vehicle Cares. The importers of the original biker spirits. The best biker cleaner since your girlfriend snorted all your meth. <laughs> and a special welcome <laughs> to the wonderful paisans at Moto Guzzi Australia. And happy birthday because Moto Guzzi is 100 years old. Bravo. Bravo. Happy Bravo. birthday to you. Something, happy something, birthday something, to you. Something, you something. look like a wog bike and you ride like one. one. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Guzzis. <laughs> well, every man. Every man at least once in his life must own a motor goods. You must. You, you must. must. I have a friend who has five of them. That's five of them. Do any of them work? Yes, they all work beautiful. <laughs> I go out with him sometimes in the riding. Oh, my goodness. We only have to stop for a couple of times. No, he's got the older bikes, the new ah, bikes. Yeah. The, the new ones are great. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Are great. Welcome, Tug. Hello. How I'm are going- you, mate? I'm good. I'm going for a ride soon. I don't. Yeah, why are you slugging there the alcohol? I can see it there on the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the cans. <laughs> the, show, the show's better when we get on the cans. But I, I'm going for a six day ride with our buddy Alex Cudlin. So Alex, Alex runs a tour. We, we talked about this when we did the big show with Alex and Damien Cudlin. And yeah. Alex runs a company called Aussie Bike or Hike. Aussie and Bike it, or Hike. 
Yeah, because he does hikes through the mountains and mountain Oh, so it doesn't take you somewhere on a bike, you break down, you have to hike out of there. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, it probably does. <laughs> if he's anything like me and someone breaks down, you just fucking ride off and leave them behind. But So he, he, he's got a six-day tour coming up all around the, all the great back roads in New South Wales in uh, when is it, the first week of November. So I'm going on that. If anyone wants to come, I think he's got three or four spots left. So his, his website is aussiebikeorhike.com. Yeah, so not .com.au, just .com. Jump on there and you can see all the details of this tour. And it's only cheap too. I think it's like $1,200, bucks, 1250 or something, including all your accommodation and everything. Come and have a ride with me and have a drink and, and with Alex. And Alex is actually more fun than me, but, you know, come and join he, the he's, he's the pretty cuddling brother, isn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's the handsome, the, the, the blonde one. Oh, Damien's going to kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is the funny one. <laughs> I don't know. Damo's pretty good too. I, I, I ate boy. kebabs with him at one o'clock in the morning in Port Macquarie. He's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> hey, Boris, you yeah, posted mate. something on Facebook the other day about yeah. your dog Your dog eating his own shit. Yes, yes. Makes my, makes my wife crazy. It's yeah. hilarious. It was, it was very funny. I really liked that piece. But I've got a cure for you. You feed him pineapple. Yeah. Ma- like Mal Mitch's, um Mr. Mitchell said that too. Yeah. Why? What? Why? Why? why, I I don't know. Firstly, your dog has a problem because he's eating his shit. Yeah, but I don't know why. Why pineapple? I don't know why, but I can I can guarantee it works. I mean, I've never. Whenever I eat pineapple, I've never eaten my own shit afterwards. (laughs) No, 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 fucking eating pineapple is supposed to make your sperm taste nice. Oh, I've heard that too. Mine just That's actually like, true. Mine just tastes like whiskey. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, Boris. <laughs> we can Hello. do an experiment if you like. How are you, mate? mate are I'm you happy? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm very happy there's only one fucking race in America. Oh. Like, it's not going to sleep all night. I drank so much coffee that I could hear my blood crying and screaming and I pissed my kidneys out and regrew them, and my teeth felt like they'd be carpeted in velour. Velour? Velour. It was, yeah, it was fucking horrifying. But thank fuck, there's only one America race. Oh, that was that track is just horrible. I'm glad they didn't go to Argentina. It, but it, that, fuck, that track was just, it was like yeah, a motocross track. track. The track is a nightmare, but it looks spectacular. Does it not? It looks it does. with it looks, the yeah. tower and the paint. It's a the, great, it's a great track. The circuit yeah. itself, the layout, everything, fantastic. The surface is shit. But it, it, it's built on the clay. Yeah, and they right. can't fix it. Yeah, no, and, they can, it. They, and it's not just a case of resurfacing it. They need to dig it up. They, they actually need to dig it up and relay it. They can't just resurface over the top because it's actually the ground underneath that's given way. That's the they problem. need a they need a track that can you know survive all this. All the heat and everything. They should go and talk to the Malaysians. Maybe export some orangutans, and <laughs> you know, grind them up like the you know like the, the Malaysians do. It, beautiful. I, I thought it was very handy that uh, I can tell you why Mark Marquez won, and that's because Honda brought in motocross superstar Jet Lawrence to give him some tips on how to ride over doubles and whoops. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and here I was thinking he won because Fabio didn't give a shit. Nobody gave a shit. <laughs> no one gave a shit. They all just wanted to survive. <laughs> I think they all give a shit. 
they do all give a shit. But it was, I mean, realistically, if you're Fabio sitting in, in second, you, you don't need to go and beat Marquez. You just need to stay in front of Peko. So, but I mean, that doesn't take away from Marquez's victory. It was, got to admit, I didn't, I mean, none of us thought he was going to be able to do it because of the physicality of that track. And it was just even worse with the bumps, but he, he got through it really well. He's maybe yeah. he's coming back. Maybe he's no. getting better. You two, you two said no. no. Fredo says no. <laughs> I'm wearing my Fredo says no t shirt today. Are you? Yeah, oh. look, I, I won't I, I turn around. You have to turn around for me to see this one. I can't do that because my microphone will turn off. Um, I think <laughs> what we need to do first is, is is deal with that whole the safety screaming from from Michael Michelle Fabrizio who resigned. Oh, Fabrizio. Look, there was a, there was a, there's been a lot said about uh, in the in the wake of um, young Dean's passing last weekend. There's been a lot written by the the moto journalists about safety in the smaller classes, and and then I, I wrote a piece basically saying they're all fucking dickheads, yeah, and, then all got, and then they all got upset, piece. and and um and uh, and then they all sort of pointed to Michelle Fabrizio, who's racing in Supersport Six Hundred in the World Superbike Paddock, and because he came out and he was very upset about the whole thing, and he and he said, "I'm retiring." Out of protest, and it's like, dude, you were never going to ride again anyway. Like he, he, he retired six years ago, and then for some reason he came back this year in Super Sport Six Hundred, and he's been paddling around at the back. But, and then a bunch of the the motorcycle writers have been using what he said as an excuse. But he, well, and he, he also he blamed, blamed Marquez. Marquez. He actually yeah. blamed Marquez. Yeah, and, and and Marquez was asked about this in his press conference, and he, you know, quite rightly said he didn't understand how a rider could say something like that. And then he did, said, who's did, Michelle Fabrizio? Yeah. <laughs> this, this person. Yes. Who is yeah. he? Well, if you don't know who Michelle Fabrizio is, he was, uh, in, uh, he was in the World Superbike. And I think the last time he won the race was uh, 2012. Yeah. He's got about 14 children. <laughs> so he knows a lot about kids. Oh, he's like our new premier. Yeah. <laughs> New South Wales, yeah. Unbelievable. And he's a nicer fellow, but he's not. He don't take risks, you know. It's and hasn't for some time. And he should have retired a long time ago. I don't, you know, he's retiring at what forty something. You know, come on. Yeah. Uh, Stop. You ask any of these kids what they think, and they say, "We know the risk. That's what we do." Every yeah, one of them. Every one of them. Well, and, and Peko was asked about what he said as well, and 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 he basically said, "Yeah, I, I think." Uh, this in this kind of moment, Fabrizio doesn't have the respect to say anything. In other words, we th- we don't give a shit what he says. He's a nobody. Um, and I think he was all, in, in his you know Spanglish. He was kind of saying he he doesn't have enough respect for Mark to to be able to pass. Yeah, he's not, he's not he's worthy of he's not worthy of comment commenting. No, on, I don't on even know why we talk about him. Like yeah, but, but realistically, I, I uh, on Twitter a bunch of these you know motorcycle writers have <clears throat> been having a whinge, and they used Michelle's comments as a sort of justification for their own position. And then uh, I thought it was funny because Simon Patterson, one of the writers, was was having a crack, and then Xavier Simon, who was a former teammate of Fabrizio, <laughs> he, he jumped on on Simon Patterson's Twitter and said, "Listen, sure Michelle was a nice guy, but he's wrong in what he said about Mark, and he and he also didn't agree with the." Stuff he said about all the, all the safety things, and and then he said, and Fabrizio, when he was at the peak of his career, he was good at pulling shitty moves on people too. So, <laughs> you know, it's and what I, saw, well, I what I thought was funny was uh, Elisha Spargo on the Fridays. She says, she says, uh, uh, okay, this is not safe. Everybody, let's not ride. Follow me, and then <laughs> at the at the door, and nobody followed him. <laughs> 
And, and then to prove his point, he crashed his fucking brain right, down five times. <laughs> five times I counted them. He crashed twice in ten minutes. Right. Yes, well, you know. <laughs> yeah. But look, before we, before we leave this safety oh issue, and, and there's been a lot said about the, the small classes, right? Moto, Moto, sorry, Moto 3 and the Supersport 300 class, right? And people are saying the bikes are too slow, the bikes are too fast, the kids are too young, and... All of these things, like you, you think back to how old was Mark Marquez when he came to to Moto Two? He was fifteen. Yeah, right? no, yeah, not a problem. And and then you, whenever you have a crash where the bikes are close together and it's in a straight line, so your crash leaves you landing on the on the track, you're going to have these kinds of problems. Whether it's and it could be in the, the first four or five laps of Moto GP. If you if you have a crash and you don't fall off to the side of the track, th- the same thing can happen in Moto GP. Well, so well, how did Simoncelli die that it, way? Exactly, exactly that way. And it wasn't even in a pack, right? So oh. Colin Edwards and, and Valentino, who were the ones who were behind him, they were they were actually a little bit behind him and they swerved to miss him. The problem was the bike actually speared across in the direction that they went to try and avoid him. And they had it, to save him. He did. And it was yeah. just unfortunate. And look, it's really sad, but these things will happen. The, the only thing that, that I sort of- it's motorcycling. Let's stop. It's motorcycling. It's, yeah. When one of us crashes on the road and dies, it's fucking motorcycling. This is the price we pay to do what we do. Yeah. And that's not you to say- You don't like that- it, fuck off. Yeah. Don't and it's not it. to say that they don't can't do it. continue to make things safer. That That's fine. And Absolutely. They, yeah. And they, and they do, and they have repeatedly over over the years. The track sure. standards these days are incredible compared to what sure. they used to be. And, you know? and the gear they wear. The gear they wear. I mean, the one thing I think that needs to change in that Supersport 300 class is they need to fuck those motorcycles off. They're not race bikes. They're just not race bikes. They shouldn't be riding them. They need to change that class. But that's that's my only thing. I agree with you there. um, I agree with you. But anyway, anyway, nothing, no ideas that anybody has come up with so far would have saved any of those no, three guys that no, have passed away this just, year. It's, it's normal. It's normal human hand wringing, you know, which yeah. which we kind of have to do. We have to sort of signal our 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 shock and horror and our and our you know, disappointment. That's what we do. And let's yeah. just move on to we told you so. Oh, we told oh. you so. What did we tell them? What Top the first, rack the, to Yamaha. Well, that's not confirmed yet. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I've just the, confirmed it. Not quite. The Turks are coming. The Turks are coming. So we. Oh my God! They're going to burn villages. (laughs) They're going to invade countries. I'm Serbian. They are the enemy of my blood. What what am I going to tell you, right? Toprak, rats, cats, and super glue is coming to Yamaha. You think this through? I I'm convinced it's true. It. I've got some whispers from inside the paddock, and that's the reason Yamaha is holding off. Announcing who will be the fourth rider. He says he was not coming to MotoGP until he became the champion in the world of Superbike because that's his dream. Well, and that, there's every chance that that's going to happen anyway. So it the, looks pretty good. Yeah. So we've got a, we've got a. a, a, a bit I of didn't a, think it could happen, but it looked like it happened. Yeah, no, I think it might. We we got a bit of a wrap up of World Superbox coming up shortly, so we'll we'll sort of go through that then. But I I am ninety five percent convinced it will be it will be Toprak that will ride that fourth Yamaha next year in MotoGP. I and we so. well we we first said that uh, what a month ago. Yeah. Um, and everybody's disagreeing with us. And anyway, the other thing that we told you was that Alex Rins was still in discussions with Suzuki about his contract. Uh, and we said they would come to an arrangement because there is nobody left. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't have a choice. So it's and looking both, like both sides know that. 
Yeah. So it's and I think the holdout was just the 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 length of the contract. So one of them wanted two years, one of them wanted one year. We'll leave you to figure out which one was which. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought they're not very happy with him. No, Suzuki obviously wanted to give him one year because that brings them in line with almost the whole paddock in terms of when contracts finish. So if they give him one year, it's easy to swap him out at the end of next year. So, so I, I my my little whisperer, Bori, you know who we're talking about. We won't mention his name because he because uh, we don't want to get him in trouble. But our our little inside source says it's one year, and Alex has uh, if he does very well, he gets an option to to stay on. But we don't know what very well means. They, they might have said, if you win the championship, you can get another year. <laughs> <laughs> so he's at least got another year. So uh, Alex Rins will be at Suzuki next year. Cool. Okay. Cool. In other news, in, in news, there are too many fucking Fernandezes out there. Oh. <laughs> Fernandezes everywhere. There, there's, I, I was the, going to the, change my name to Fernandez. <laughs> there's Fredo Fernandez. Boris Fernandez and Tug McFuction Fernandez. <laughs> yeah, Boris. Fernandez, right? We could we could all have there's, hyphenated names. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. Boris Mihailovic Fernandez. Fernandez, right? You sound like a singer. There's, there's a fucking uh, an Adrian Fernandez <laughs> in Moto Three, a Raúl Fernandez in Moto Two, and an Augusto Fernandez in Moto. There's three fucking another related. Wait no. till they all get to Moto GP. It's like Smith. <laughs> it's like a Smith. <laughs> it's a Spanish Smith. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, that's hey, um, that's that's where we are there. Dobby's still shit. Dobby's still shit. Dobby is still <laughs> shit. He looked like he was less shit there for a minute, but he was. But then, nah, but he's then still shit. the same shit. But then um, shit. And we we have another exclusive. We can announce the lineup of UFC sixty two. Yes, Miller versus Mir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Miller and Juan. I would pay to see this, man. Oh, I, I, I would I, pay to see this. It I, won't I wrote, last long. It'll be I, wrote, I wrote what? a I special, special poem about that, which I'll read later. It's called A Little Ditty About Jack and Joanne, where the GP <laughs> race is doing the best they can. Should I get my guitar out? Uh, you know what I loved? I loved I loved the way he's giving him a he's giving him a lesson. He's got his finger, he's talking to him like this one. And he's pointing, he's pointing, he's pointing. And just as he's he's th- me just went, yeah, yeah, no fuck off. And went to run away, he just reached over and grabbed underneath his helmet. Grabs his helmet. Where are you going now? You can't go finished. It's underneath the helmet. <laughs> This perfect. It's like, get out of that one. Come on, get out of that one. You can't get out of that one. What are you going to do? Hit the, hit the, <laughs> try and accelerate away from this one. Your, your head will You'll come off. I could pull you off. You're not going nowhere. I got, I got you under that. It was beautiful. And, and, he, and then he just, and then he, he put his head right next to him and when he come and he pointed outside. Yeah. And then he, he did that thing with his eyes where he yeah. pointed to his eyes and pointed at fucking. Mirrors, oh, yeah. I'm fucking watching you. It was beautiful. Oh. And he didn't get sa- he didn't get sanctioned. No, no, he didn't, but Mir did. Mir got sanctioned. <laughs> so he should, piece That's of shit. But this has been burbling all year. It's great. <laughs> uh, Moto yeah. GP needs these kinds of it needs yes. this stuff. It's important yes. that we have oh, these little totally. battles. I totally. love it. I and the love thing, it. And the thing is, Boris, you you'll be with me on this. When when Jack grabbed the chin bar of his helmet and pulled him up close, you know what he said. Listen to me, cunt. Yes, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> that was the first words he said. Adam. Yes, that's what happens when you grab someone's chin piece on their helmet. The first words out of him is, listen to me, cunt. Yeah. Oh. 
There's nothing else to say. That's, that's in exactly, the rule. That's in the that's, rules. That's what you must say <laughs> when you grab someone's helmet chin piece. Listen to me. Yes. Right. Now, listen, we, we put something on Facebook uh, the other well, two weeks ago or something and, and said we, we started spreading rumours about Marquez and our, our wonderful Aussie 250 AMA motocross champion Jet Lawrence yes. getting together and, and having a race. And it, yes. and it prompted all sorts of discussion amongst it our happened. followers. Going, we told everybody. It yeah. And, then it and everyone, it did, but everyone was saying, are they doing dirt track or speedway or motocross? And they rode little 150cc Hondas on a go-kart track. <laughs> Marquez, Marquez beat badly. Him. It was very bad. Yeah, Marquez won, but that. But part of the, part of the deal was Marquez had to eat a donut on the on the on the podium. Yes, yes, he did. And did was you it? see Tara? Tara watching. If you watch the show, Tara was eating a donut when they came back from the podium. I thought oh, that bless. Was I did like it. And, it, and she proved that she can talk with a mouthful, which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's talented. She's very talented. talented. Very hello, talented. hello, Tara. We love you. So, hello, Mister Kronk. So, <laughs> he's a fucking, he's a footy player. He'll stomp us into wet. Yes, that's spots. why I said hello, Mister Cronk. We yeah, love you too, right. Mister Cronk. So, did did that fucking mere change his number look like Schwanzy's old number? Did he? Yes, yeah. he did. What a, a piece of fucking rubbish. Fuck it was off. a it was a tribute. Was a, a tribute? tribute. It was a tribute. A, it was a seek for attention, is what it was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was like, trying to put himself in the same level. Yeah. As yeah. He's Look, if his, if he was number if his number was the same, if he had number thirty four, then fair enough. But it's not. Your number's thirty six. Stop being stupid. a dickhead. Go away. It looks stupid. And Kevin Kevin tried to pretend that it was good, but Kevin thought it was fucking stupid too. Like, <laughs> I, I rang. No, I rang him because I was, no, I saw it. Kevin. I go. Kevin. I go way back, and I and so I saw it going on, and I and so I, I rang Kev on Saturday night, and I said, "Listen, mate, what the fuck." And he's just gone, I know, man, they, they make me do it. I, I, my Texan's terrible. But he, he's, he's just gone, yeah. they make me do it. Suzuki still pays him, right? So he's got. He's just got to front up sure. and do his thing. And, sure. But he, Kevy wasn't happy. He was not happy. He's like, who, who are you again? <laughs> I don't I, even I, know you. I'm, I'm always in awe when, when that whole sort of caravan of MotoGP Italians and Spaniards and fucking the, the Supreme Wogs arrive in <laughs> – Texas, right? It, it's like a, an entire Italian Spanish villagers arrive and, and take, you know, control of that. And the ones who were really out of place would be the Italians because there, there's Mexicans everywhere. They're like Spanish people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, they speak yeah. Spanish. They speak Spanish. Yeah, right? They're like, no, they're not. They're not like <laughs> Spanish people. They speak the language, but they're not the same people. They're Mayans, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> That's like. <laughs> They're more like Mayans than yes, Mayan and half people. half of our audience going, "What the fuck's a Mayan?" Yeah, why are you talking about the fucking? They're like Aztecs and Toltecs and Olmecs. They're all yeah, Mayans. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, 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 <laughs> anyway. Let's look. Moving right to, along. Before we get, Juan yeah. Mir is not the steam off Kevy's piss. No, he's, he's not. not even. No, quiet. I agree with that. Like, what the fuck? Leave Kevy alone. Leave Kevy. It's like <laughs> it's like Kevy Brittany. Alone. Leave Kevy alone. Anyway, yes, and obviously, obviously, we missed we missed Maverick this weekend. But I, I have a question: yeah. has has Maverick uh, now replaced uh, Savadori for the rest of the year? Is that what they're trying to do? Because Savadori, technically, Savadori must come back when he's fit, and he yes. should be fit by now. Technically, 
<laughs> Technically, exactly. But so what the, the what the fuck are they doing? Where's Salvador? Then they re-break his fucking legs. That's exactly what they did technically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just go. This is an Italian team. Yeah, but no, I'm no. feeling better. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I can still. No. <laughs> can you walk now? No. Yeah, Antonio, you... Antonio, come over here. Break the other leg. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like that. <laughs> Are you breathing still? Where's yes? Where's the plastic bag? Someone get a plastic bag. Bring it to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw him in Zarko's dumpster. No, he's got. <laughs> no, he's a test rider now. A testy gatsu rider. Testy yes. rider. Hey, listen, gatsu rider. We need yes. to do thanks to Velocity Vehicle Care, our yes. World Superbike wrap, because there's a couple of young Aussies racing in World Superbikes. There's, there's actually three. There's three young Aussies in the World Superbike paddock this year. I, I like how we've done this. I like how we've now made Velocity okay. Vehicle Care. This is what we do part from of WSBK. Yeah, this is all part of our new format going into the new yeah. season next year. Yeah, So, Dave, but Dave wants to be involved in this kind of thing and talking about where the young Aussie guys are coming through. Yeah, and we can't have people stuff. shitting on the driveways of – No. No, Car washes. Do don't do that. So <laughs> Velocity Vehicle Care are the importers of the original bike spirit spray, the greatest motorcycle cleaning product in the world. It's like, oh, how would you describe it? It's like washing and polishing your bike with one spray can. You don't have to use any water. You know, it's just fucking great. And take it with you and take it on a trip. And at the end of the day, you get all the bugs off with it and your bike's all polished and ready to go. And then they won't, the bugs, they barely even stick the next day. It's fucking great. It's good stuff. They slide off. They slide off. And if you want to get some, go to the Australian eBay, ebay.com.au. Do a search for Original Bike Spirit Spray and make sure you look for the one that says Moto PG Special. Yeah, get that one. Got to make sure you get the right one. The others are coming from the US and then it's dodgy. It's dodgy. You know, rip off. Make sure you get the right one because Dave uses that money to support young Australian riders and it's really important that That's we- That's a great job. <clears throat> he does. So, listen, shit's getting real between Johnny Ray and so the this Turk. Is the w- this is the WSBK wrap-up. The WSBK wrap-up. This is, right. this is, this is some, we, we talk about the Aussie boys in a second, but th- we're getting to the business end. And uh, so, and it was a really interesting weekend because Johnny had a super big crash in race one um, and top rack one. And the shit's getting real between Johnny and the Turk. And the Turk. And then top rack had a monster high speed crash in race two and Johnny won that. So it, it's kind of all square, but. Um, but Toprak's crash was a, was a really interesting one because his, his front guard broke in the middle of a really fast right hander and locked his front wheel and he went down. It was when it, when the, when I saw the original, the crash originally at first sight, it was like, holy fuck, how do you crash there? That's a weird place to crash. And then on the replay, you could see that his, his front guard had crashed and, and locked his front wheel. But, but here's how you know Johnny Ray's in trouble. He's come out and started attacking, <laughs> attacking yeah, Top Rack's, Top Rack's riding, riding style. style. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, it, it was very, he does have a very aggressive riding style. And yeah. uh, he, he, the, I, I think the, Pikey and the, did you see Redding was having a battle with him? Well, and, the Pikey and the uh, Turk, they would yeah, go out like the cats Pikey in a bag. and the Turk, and they Fantastic. went. Yes, it was like two cats in a bag. It was yeah, a great yeah, battle, yeah. but uh, the Turk had too much class for the Pikey in the end. Yeah. yeah, he did. But then Johnny Johnny Ray was interviewed about it all at, at the end of the weekend, and he said he did that. You know that thing where he says, oh, "I don't want to put shit on Top Rack about oh, how that he rides." Passive aggressive bullshit. Yeah. I hate and that. Then he, I'm and going then he, to. But I'm going to, and then he, and then he, and then he said, "I don't want to complain too much." And then he complained, and then he, and then he said, "I don't want to grumble." And guess what he did? 
Yeah, he grumbled, yeah. He grumbled. And then, and then someone said to Toprak, oh, what do you make of what Johnny Ray just said? And he's going, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he said, I, th- I think him and Scott are just scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are too. Yeah, and he said, look, it's good. So, he said, yeah. he said it's good. He said it means Johnny's getting upset and he's getting angry because he thinks he's going to lose the lose the championship. So, Toprak is just going from strength to strength and getting stronger and stronger how, as the year goes on. How many races they got left? Uh, two. two, two. But I, there's a, there's a chance. Uh, so one's in Argentina, and then well, next round is in Argentina, and then the last round following <laughs> that is in Indonesia. <laughs> So <laughs> the first ever race at the circuit in Nasi Goring. Yes, so it's going to be spectacular. It's a is, street circuit that's not a finish. Is, so is, even is that on Foxy Sport, I must watch this. It'll be on Foxy it Sport. will be on Foxy Fantastic. Sport. Fantastic. So even if that race happens, even if it goes ahead and they're desperately trying to finish that circuit, that circuit is going to munch tires like nobody's ever seen before. It'll be like when Philip Island was resurfaced. Yes, brand new. T- nothing's raced on it yet. No, it won't no, be rubbered in at all. No, there's nothing on there except for a couple of tuk-tuks and uh, you know, <laughs> some chickens running across the road. That's it. That's what you've got happening there. And, and the seven remaining orangutans in Ingerton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah some climbing around. Aussies, drunken Aussies wandering around in Bintang T-shirts with yeah. lousy moles hanging off their arms. <laughs> yeah. Get the beers in. Yeah. You're going to come around the corner and hit the Komodo dragon. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is not a safe place. <laughs> so look, assuming so, assuming that round happens, then uh, then there's two rounds. But if it doesn't, then the last round's in Argentina. So so they're all off to Argentina as we speak. So it'll be interesting. So championship points. Top rack is on four seventy eight. Johnny Ray on four fifty four. So what's that? A twenty four point advantage. Yes. And here's the interesting bit. Reading is on four twenty four. Yeah, the criminal Reading is in with a chance. He is in with a chance. So if the, if if Ray and Top rack have a couple of fucking horrendous rounds, Reading could still be the world champion. So Gypsy's coming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now Billy Van Erd raced uh, in the six hundred Supersport class. Uh, finished twentieth in both races, which was a pretty good effort. There's well, thirty in mi- midfield there, isn't it? Uh, just on the wrong, <laughs> just on the wrong side of midfield. But uh, given it's his first time out in the second time out in that class, he's he's doing quite well. Um, and in the Supersport three hundred class, Harry Curry finished eighteenth and twenty fourth. Harry's had a fucking shocking year in in Supersport three hundred. It, it's a horrible class to race in. It is. Just fucking horrible. I mean, you get you get an elbow in the fucking side of the helmet at the wrong time, and you end up in thirtieth instead of twelfth. It's 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 a tough, tough class. Adrian Hertz wrapped up the championship, so even with two rounds to go, I'm not, actually I'm not sure if the kids are going to Argentina. But anyway, um, so Hertz is the SuperSport 300 championship no, they're champion. Not, they're not. They're not going. No. Um, and I'm going to have a chat to Harry's dad and see if we might be able to get Harry on the show when he gets back to Australia. We yeah, might. Let's talk to Harry. We'll talk to Harry. Harry's a, Harry's a fucking champion young fellow. Nice like, fellow. I want to we'll, talk to lots of people in the off-season. Some yeah, of them should be we, motorcycle what, races. We'll, we'll keep talking to everyone for the patients. We'll send yeah, yeah, out yeah. The, the proper ones. Yeah. Hey, guess guess what? What? We got we got a winner in the glove competition for oh, the held. Somebody the held, jump yes. roll, please. Yes, the held glove competition. Somebody made, picked from the our made in Germany sponsor. Yeah, that's right, Jimmy Sykes. Jimmy Sykes. Good on you, Jimmy Sykes. Yeah, for those wondering what we're talking about, every every round we do a competition on Facebook, you've got to pick the podium. And the first person in that that picks the, the top three in order wins a pair of 
uh, held thrust two gloves. Sexy and, held two. And this week it was Jimmy Sykes, and it was really funny because we had a bunch of people going, like going back on to Facebook after the race, going, "I won, I won. Where do I send my details?" And I was jumping on, going, "No, you fucking did it. There was seventeen people before you that picked the podium." <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a hard podium to pick. But- no, it was a pretty easy one actually. So we got plenty of people got that one right, but only uh, only one is a winner. Jimmy Sykes, congratulations, mate. Send us a, a, a message on Facebook with your details, and we'll. We'll hook you up. Good stuff. Yes. Well, Made in Germany also wants to let people know that it is Oktoberfest. Oh, it's always Oktoberfest. In October, it's always Oktoberfest. That's when everyone in Germany gets a little bit pissy and everyone in England goes to Germany and gets so stupidly drunk and falls into the river and drowns. And it's, it's fantastic. But to celebrate Oktoberfest, um, the good people at Made in Germany are having an up to 50% sale. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, up to 50% sale on their Daytona boots, on their That's incredible. Uh, held motorcycle gear, Schubert helmets, IXS, the Swiss stuff. Um, and that's going to go on until Mizano, the next round of Mizano. So you've got two weeks. So wow. Two weeks, bitches. Two weeks. So it's www.mig.bike, M-I-G.bike. That's where you can see all the wonderful stuff they've got. Or call them on one three hundred nine one six nine one six. Are we are we going to still try and get some entries for the video yeah, competition? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Don't, don't be scared. It's not over yet, ladies no, and gentlemen. Fuck no, it's gonna it's gonna continue on until the end of the year at least. I heard there's a bit of controversy. To the last round. Controversy. Controversy. So we got that entry a couple of weeks ago from. Uh, I can't, I'm really sorry. I can't remember his name, but it was a it was an incredible entry. But I'm I'm hearing. From from my friends in in Germany at the factory, that there might be some some legal issues with that video, so it it may not be the winning entry. Ooh. So what Ooh. what the legal? So so people should still still make some entries and get them in and not allowed to shit on the desk. Is that it? And if it's got well, yeah, it could be some could be some. <laughs> Yeah. Might be some serious re-editing going on. Yes, <laughs> we, we could have some issues coming from Michelin. We, we might not be able to give that the winning uh, <laughs> smile. So, uh, cool. so, if, so listen, all it's going to take, look, all it's going to take is boobs. <laughs> Just boobs. <laughs> That's all we need. Just give us boobs. Uh, oh and goodness. look, I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not guaranteeing that boobs are going to win. <laughs> There's no, <laughs> there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee you'll win with boobs. It depends on the quality of the boobs because, you know, there's, there's good boobs and there's not so good yeah, boobs. Yeah, don't, don't be putting in big big flappy saddlebags or those big dungs. The old <laughs> don't go offending people. There's, there's a, like like, like oh a cocker spaniel's ears, you know. We're going to have blokes sending in videos of their own boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. You don't you don't want boobs that that need their own your caddy. You're like I can go for someone that carries What we back. need, what we need is cultural awareness <laughs> and empathy. Could say that about our balls. That's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> the girls sitting back going, "Oh yeah, yeah, you wait till your nuts start hanging down by your ankles." They say, the girl. But, but I'm that, with that, you, girls. That's hey, that's hey. normal because they need to hang that's to get the the air flowing around them that keeps the spermatozoa happy. That's right. <laughs> the hey. spermatozoa. The spermatozoa. That's the correct word for spoof. I got a, I got a joke about this. Do you, want, hey. do you want to hear my joke? Oh my god. Go on. What what does a sixty five year old woman have between her nipples that a sixteen year old woman doesn't? 
Her belly button. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> He's the worst, the Joker Taylor. He's the worst. Dirty dad jokes. I never hey, do we have good. any cultural awareness yeah, or we empathy did it, we training did it. this we, week? It's, it's probably it. timely for empathy training. After yes, <laughs> exactly. And the place that. Now listen carefully, Tug. The place, <laughs> Austin, Texas, there's some serious <laughs> shit going on here. <laughs> nearly spat beer oh, all over dear. my bedroom. Oh, Wouldn't dear. be the first time. No. Okay. What's right. going on in Texas? Tell us. Well, you, you got to know. You, you got to have some context about the whole circuit of the Americas, right? And, and Texas, right? In 1835, Texans fought a war with Mexico and created their own country. They created their own country. It was nothing to do with the United States. It was called Texas, Texas. The vice president of Texas at the time was and the president. They had a president. Sam Houston was the first president. That's why Houston's named after Sam Houston. But they had a vice president called Mirabeau B. Lamar. Of course. Of course. And Mirabeau liked to kill buffalo. Well, that was a very popular sport at the time. It's it's like chimpanzees like to masturbate into bottles. (laughs) Lamar, Mirabeau B. Lamar (laughs) liked to kill buffalo. What? Where did that come from? <laughs> Chimpanzees like to masturbate in the bottle. I've never heard bottles of what? Empty, empty anything, bottles. Anything doesn't matter. Bottle. Any bottle will do. So, beer bottles, Mir- Mirabeau, shampoo Mirabeau. bottles, Coca Cola. <laughs> Milk. Fuckers, listen to me. I'm fuck. We're, we're not getting oh, to get through this, sorry. right? So, okay. Yes. So go. Mirabeau please. liked to kill buffaloes. He liked it so much that he felt that the place he liked to kill buffaloes should be the new capital. Of his new country, Texas. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And that Houston was to be moved to this place. But the place wasn't called Austin then. It was called Waterloo um. after Napoleon's holiday home. <laughs> and shortly afterwards, once they moved the capital, the Texans changed the name of Waterloo to Austin after the famous wrestler Steve Austin. Right? 316, <laughs> right? <laughs> Stand cold. <laughs> it was glorious. It was glorious. The Texas- it was when he fell off that yeah. thing. So Mirabeau then became president of Texas the following year, and in 1840, Texas went to war with the Comanche Indians. Oh. It was it was glorious. The it's Texans, like- yeah, yeah. So they went to <laughs> war honorably. The Texans first invited the Comanches to a peace conference and then and killed them like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and then shortly afterwards, they killed a whole lot more at the Battle of Plum Creek. Ah. Now, the Comanche were led by a chief called Buffalo Hump. <laughs> I, I swear to God I'm not making any of this up. Right? They, the chief was called Buffalo Hump, and they stole all the Texans' horses and all the wagons, and the Texans still said they won the battle. So all This, this must happened, be one where you were sitting there researching this and you're just laughing, just doing the research. Yeah, I thought this and is right, this this writes itself. This is hilarious. <laughs> have they got a Buffalo Hump casino now? Or? Well, they should have one because they this should. happened – they should name part of the track Buffalo Hump because this happened 40K south. And given how rough that fucking thing is, when they come over that crest, that should be called Buffalo Hump. Yeah, at the end of the, the straight. Cheap, yeah. End of the pit straight. And you go, yeah. well, he's going up the Buffalo Hump. Buffalo Hump. Hump. So this happened 40K south of where the racetrack now is. So apart from the racetrack, Austin is famous for its Texas barbecue. Oh, huh? yes. Uh, so they have a place there called Franklin Barbecue, which has sold out a brisket every day since it first opened in 2009. Wow. We should go there. We have to go there. That sounds like our kind of place. So Austin is also the home of the Breakfast Taco. 
So thus, thus, thus Austin is also home of the fattest fuckers in all of the USA <laughs> and also home of the fattest fuckers on earth. There are over 1,500 food trucks operating in Austin in the vain effort to meet to feed these fucking massive cowboys and cowgirls, which is the second largest amount of food trucks in the USA just behind New York. Right. And New York has a population 20 times the size of Austin. I, I love breakfast tacos. Now, finally, <laughs> everyone needs to- Stop it. Stop it. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, I, yeah the cheese-filled ones, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, in, Don't get me started in closing, off in closing <laughs> I must tell you that Austin is also the cultural mecca for the film world, with some of the world's finest movies being made there. Films like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 1 and 2, Spy Kids. Never heard of it. Dazed and Confused. That's me. Hot Sluts Eat Texas Dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, machete and True Grit. Ah, True Grit. So there you go. We have all now. We are all now culturally aware, empathetic. I'm, I'm always empathetic. I'm not sure what to, but I know I am. <laughs> Deep down in my dark soul, I'm empathetic to something. I'm shall sure we move on? Shall we move on to Moto Three? Oh, oh that What's should be renamed. About? That should be renamed. Fucking war monkeys fighting <laughs> with blades on Gak. Do you know what? I've often Gladiator thought- Gladiator monkeys. There's Gladiator been time, monkeys, that's yeah. exactly what they are. There's been times when I've been drunk and high as a kite, and I've thought to myself, how good would it be if you, if you sent the Moto3 boys out and said, guys, you got five laps. And, <laughs> and they all just go. went And they all just went fucking mad. I, and what did we do? I we sent exactly them out for five laps. when they did this. I was going to be carnage. is going to end in fucking tears. Yeah, yeah. And it was and always going to did. And Erta realised that. That's why they just pretended it never happened. <laughs> no, well, that's the, the rules. No, that's what right. they did. What restart? There was what no restart. It never happened. We'll this, guy yeah. Yeah, this guy well, won. Yeah, this guy won. Do you know what? It's, it's actually what the what they. <laughs> it seemed like it seemed fucking crazy at the time. <laughs> and it sent it sent oh. me scurrying for my rule book because it it seemed like one of those things where they've gone. That was a really stupid idea. We can't just rerun it as another five lap <laughs> thing because if someone dies, we're just gonna we're all going to prison. Well, those, so those, those issue commentators were going, maybe they should restart it for a two lap sprint. <laughs> oh, there was some listen. Great. There was some fucking stupid comments on oh, social media. Oh, absolutely. It, it was there were some of the I've there was some like and social media is full of stupidity, but there was some stupidity like I've never even seen before because everybody obviously everybody got really upset when they said, okay, well race two was pretty fucked, so we're just going to go back and take the results from race one. But what they did technically is correct. It was it, according to the rules they did the right thing because you 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 technically so. If if in race one they had have so, completed, so let's, let's let's quickly explain to the people who may not have seen it. Yeah, what happened. yeah, yeah. Let's do that. So there was a, there was a crash. There was a crash in race a, one. Atiga's jump started. That was yeah. Well, Atiga's yes. Atiga's did the jump start. Yes, yes. It was and, bad. And, and then, then, we then had- and then Philip Balsack, he he had a, he caused the <laughs> the bigger red flag with a, oh he did, he hurt himself. Pretty yeah, his pretty gloves hard. fell off. Well, he, he, he fell off. Then his leg, and then his leg fell off, and oh, he he bang himself up. His, bloody his helmet bad. went straight through that buffalo hump. Oh, right, oh my straight god, through. straight through. Uh-huh. Yep. And the one spot you don't want to land when you crash from a high side is on the ripple strip because ripple strips are rippled, 
<laughs> and then and they're not comfortable to slide along or land on. And so he yeah, he hurt himself. That was that was yeah. bad. But there was they hadn't quite reached two thirds race distance. So they couldn't if they had, the race would have been automatically declared and finished. So Bolsek caused a bigger crash, they all have to clean up at the track. And then they restart and they say, we're going to do five laps. Friday says no. Friday says, <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not a good idea because these guys are all filled with with, with Gladiator evil monkeys. Con- evil Gladiator con- monkeys. Evil contention, intention, yeah. whatever. And this uh, and good old Che Guevara, <laughs> he, he took off like a bastard and he had the lead he's and he led in the the first one too yeah he was leading both and races. and then you know just like the man the you know uh, Guevara, he's he, he's a biker break it down i never seen anybody do a hissy fit like him when he got back in the pit he you kicked see, shit he everywhere. kicked shit he kicked cats he yeah. kicked uh, his crew chief he threw things <laughs> He fell he's, on the ground. He, he, he broke his knees when he fell on the ground. He's crying. He's a weeping like a. Oh, mamma mia. It's like he was like one of those old Italian women when they bury her husband, they throw themselves on the coffin into the, into the fucking grave and shit. It was terrible. It was great. And then the little Turkish monkey. Yes. They, he, they restarted. Out they go. They restart. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a couple of laps later, then he got a five laps. He two laps in. Then he's on two. Gesundheit. He <laughs> he cut across the Jeremy Alcobas and took out his front wheel. On the straight. On the straight. They said yeah. they're going at bastard speed, warp a bastard speed. <laughs> warp bastard. He come down <laughs> and then there's another monkey right behind him. <laughs> he hit this bike. He fly up in the air. Up in the air on his every, while everybody's looking at him, nobody realizes that motorcycle Jesus Pedro Acosta is who is slipstreaming the bastard who went into the air. Also hits this bloke's bike. He fly up into the air, two hundred meter. He flies, <laughs> and then halfway through, he decides, "No, this is not for me. I'm bailing out." So he hit the armco. So he bail out, hit the armco. It's a, I'm just like, well, there's three more. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, this is, that's, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of junior road racing as we know it. Because it's like, everyone, close the doors. We have nothing to see here. We're all going home. <laughs> they've killed, they've killed three riders. I thought they killed three riders. And, you know, yes. It was fucking no. amazing. And then, and, and then, then they'll get up. The, the, the president they of Dorna is, is already outside the front of the circuit going, taxi! <laughs> I'm going to empty that Swiss Airport, bank account. Please. Just fuck off to Just hang on, let me get my leader house and I'm off. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then Acosta gets up and looks across at Andrea Aminio and says, you okay, bro? And he says, yeah, cool, bro. Cool, and then bro. <laughs> all three of them are okay. And then the red flags come out. And and Dennis on Jews gone. What's the fucking red flags for? <laughs> he had no fucking clue what he'd done. <laughs> he caused that race day. That's all. Yeah. Right. Hey, I did some, I did some maths. But then- so I, I, I know I know you <laughs> I know you said he flew for two hundred meters. It wasn't quite, but I I did some maths. I worked out the length of a bike. I'm saying two hundred meters. I don't care. And that's good fun. The length of a bike versus the length of the sections of Armco, and then and I kind of, you know, judging from ang- camera angles and all that sort of stuff, I worked out that Pedro, by my calculations, was in the air for sixty-two meters at over two hundred kilometers an hour. One Mississippi. Now, 
Two Mississippi. 37 Mississippi. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, to put that in perspective, 65-odd uh, metres is almost two-thirds of a, of a football field. And it's like you stand at the end of a football field and look at the other end, two-thirds of the way down is where Pedro landed. Fucking unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. But they, look, they all got up. They all survived. And then, and then they said, oh, fuck it. Let's just go back to race one. Nothing happened. So, there was yes. no race two. Uh, yeah. who, who came across the line last in the race of one? Oh, guess what? It's Che Guevara. <laughs> so he's gone from breaking every bit of shit in his <laughs> <laughs> in his pit box yeah. to hugging and crying again. Yeah. And they're all yeah. slapping him on the back and now he's happy. And, and he's high-fiving yeah. people. He gets his first win. Yeah. You know the yeah. funny part? When he came in and he he, he kicked the, the fucking rear, rear wheel paddock stand and, and it crashed into one of his mechanics and then he carried on <laughs> and then he jumped down on his knees and bashed the ground and, did, and the whole team was, was sitting there going, you fucking piece of shit. We fucking hate you right now. You're just a fucking little asshole. And then when the results were turned around, he won. They're all jumping around going, oh, my God, you're amazing. And, but, he, but he jumped down on the floor again and bashed himself into the, he, in exactly the same spot. He did. The, it's like he was trying to take it back. Like, I'm going to retract all the shit I did. You know what's amazing is that, you know, I mean, it was foggy, uh, uh, the velvet foggy come a second. But what's amazing is on true. Gets fifth. I know. Yeah. And even though he caused a crash. Even though he caused a crash. And Pedro, who should have died, <laughs> and even if he had, even if he had died, he still would have finished eighth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it was great. Hey, Gladiator <laughs> monkeys. I should, I, should I explain the rule? <laughs> Yeah. So, so here's the rule. Oh, so when the Lord when said, "Come forth," <laughs> yes, but he came eighth. I know, I know. So the rule is: when a race is when a race is red flagged, if it is more than two thirds race distance already completed, then that's the end of the race, right? If it's not two thirds race distance, then they can restart. Obviously, at a at a shorter distance, right? Now, if they're at a point where they can't restart because they're running out of time then as long as there was more than five laps completed in the original race then that's the re they take that red flag result as the result so what happened is when they started the second race and 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 bear in mind as soon as you start a second race it becomes a separate race it's completely separate from the first race so what happened they only got two laps into that and the rules say that you cannot declare a race finished unless you have completed five laps. So that second five-lap race had to get to the end for it to be declared a race. So as soon as the red flags came out, that race just does not exist. Not not necessarily because everybody wants to pretend it didn't happen, but technically, <laughs> I think te so. Technically, it just didn't happen. It doesn't. It does not exist because they didn't do a minimum five race five laps. So then the rules say they go back to the original race that was red flagged. And as long as they completed more than five laps, then that race is declared yeah. as the finishing race. Yeah, well, technically that race has to exist because Onchu has been penalised as a result of the race that did not exist. That's right. So he's yeah. now, he's now, well, yeah, so he's yeah, now been banned big, from- Big, big penalty. Big penalty. Two yeah. race ban. Two, he's two been banned for ban, two races. Yep. But here's my issue with this. So let, let's talk about his ban. So he's banned from, from Portugal and Mazzano. So, but here's my problem. What he did- was no different to what every single one of those fuckers has done a million times this year. Yep. 
They swerve across on the straights. They do it all the time. We talked. We we They've talked been doing about it for it. years. Marquez used to do it in Moto Three, Moto Two. Absolutely. We but we talked about it earlier this year when Rodrigo Rodrigo did it at one of the I can't remember which it was one of the Italian races and and nearly nearly cleaned two or three people up and oh fuck I I, I just hope all I want is for the stewards to hand out penalties whenever a rider does this now. There's already rules against it. You cannot swerve across in front of another rider. They need to just enforce it now all the time. So if they're, if they're going to make an example of Onchu, which is what they've done, and I have no issue with that, they now need to punish every rider that does it every single time they do it. And that will solve a lot of these problems. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Gladi- gladiator monkeys are going to gladiate. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it. That's it. But they, they have to do something they can't. They're, they're complicit if they don't act. They just, they just need to do it. So the decision that they made was the correct one in terms of finding a result. Shall we now move on to Moto2? No, we need to do championship first. Championship points. Pedro, oh, Pedro, sorry. I beg your pardon. Championship points. Pedro, 218. Foggio, 188. Garcia, 168. Fanati, 138. They're all in the eights. 218, 188, 168, 138. Now, Garcia in third place can still win. But he won't. He won't. But he won't. Cost but, he, win. but if shit gets real in the next two, three races for, for Pedro Foggia. So, so Pedro's got – what's that? I think Foggia's going to take it to him. Foggy will definitely – let's have a look what's coming up. We know we've got the Misano, we've got the, the Portugal, and we've got the the uh, Valencia. So Foggia, he must look like a like a like effect. He's going back to Misano. He's fast there. He will think he can win. Pedro must stay close. Yes, he, he must to. stay close now. He and has to work has a, now. He has to work now. He does. And if Pedro has a DNF, then shit gets real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit oh, yeah. gets very real. So, and ultimately, if look, and if any rider comes away from the next round at Mazzano with a fifty-point lead, championship over. Right then. Right. So, speaking about getting real, Moto Two got oh, very real for Remy. It got Didn't very real what? for Remy. Didn't <clears throat> what? Oh, that was just a. Man. And it, isn't it funny? Just such a tiny mistake. He just got a little bit wide, and and the world comes crashing down. You know, and and sometimes his bike would have restarted, and he could have finished sixth or seventh. But wouldn't restart, and you know, oh, for those not sure what we're talking about, Remy Remy lost the front in a in a. There's a little double left hander section, and lost the front and washed out a little bit, and couldn't get the bike going again, and race over. And obviously, Fernandez went on to win, so picked up 25 points against Remy. I don't want to say it, but I I I think Remy is going to struggle to win this. I thought he had it two two three rounds ago. I thought, yeah, he's got this, but he so doesn't got this. Okay, let's look at this. We know that – what do we know? We know that that Raul is going to kick some serious ass at Misano. Yep. And I think Remy will be very happy if he can finish second behind him. And I think he will. They'll do another one too there. Um, I don't think he'll take it to him, but because he, he still needs to protect the little lead that he's got. He's got the nine points. Then we if, – if he comes second, then we're going to be down to four-point margin. Yep. With two races to With go. With two races to go. Remy is very good in Portugal. He's very good in Valencia. He must think himself, I've got this too. I've well, got this. Yeah, yeah, but Fernandez is good there too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's going to be a great <laughs> race to the end. Well, and it would go, and it'll go to the wire, which is fantastic. This, this, Absolutely, is probably, yes. this is probably the best Moto2 season we've had for in years. ages. For years. Yes. In ages. Absolutely. And, and – 
you know, Fernandez is young, dumb, and full of cum, and <laughs> you know, and, and seriously, first half of the year. But that could Rem- be his downfall. Well, that's the thing. But the first half of the year, Remy was kind of banking on that and banking on Raul making mistakes, and it worked a couple of times. And that's how Remy pulled out that bit of a gap. But now we're in the back half of the year, and, and it's it's Fernandez that looks ultra consistent and ultra ultra tight. He's, he's just yeah, he's, he's hitting his marks. He's not making mistakes. He looks like if you had to – fuck, if I had to put money on it now, I, I'd be back in Fernandez. Yeah. I hate to, got yeah, to say it. I hate to say it too, but – uh, was Wayne there I on think the weekend? Fernandez is amazing. <laughs> yes, that's could be could was, be happy. Yeah, I think, I think Wayne. Got, I think Wayne was there. Look, I, I think he needs to be banned. If I could, I think Ralph Fernandez is an amazing talent. Amazing, and I think he will be a MotoGP champion one day. I think for sure. But I still think Remy can win, and I, I think so. Remy will. I hope so. Yeah. Look, we, we all hope so. Look, and Remy's Remy's done a horrible apprenticeship in Moto Two. Like he's 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 ridden some shit motorcycles in Moto Two and battled away. He he deserves this. He's done the hard work. He deserves the win. So hopefully he can get it together and look and 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 you're better off being nine points in front than nine points behind. So Remy Remy's in the better position. Um, but there's five points difference between first and second. So those two are going to be banging it out. Hey, listen, what happened to fucking Sam Lowe's? Where where was he all weekend? He just checked out. He's fucking signed a new contract and gone, I'll see you next year. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Thank you, Mr. Van der Stratten. Yes. I'll see you in see you in January for yep. testing. How about the yep. American, the Cameron, the Bobby A's? But Bobby he, did very well. He did very he looked good. He did yeah. for about three laps. Yeah. And then I but I look forward to him performing <laughs> the crowd, well again. Cheer him. <laughs> He'll perform well again the fuck next year. That? Next year in Texas. That's right. It's, it's like the fucking home ground advantage. Like they get yeah. all fired up. I got my home crowd. I'm going to fucking put in. It's like, why don't you do that every week? No, we don't have an Americans that are good enough to go to MotoGP. We just don't have it. No, and we don't have any poms either. No. Looking at you, Jake Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> Where was he? Where did he finish? I can't. Even, I didn't even check. Forget. Didn't even look. Hey, uh, yeah. so we ended up with Fernandez winning from from Digia and Bez. So Bez, Bez is still hanging it's around sticky, there too. Yes. So championship points: Gardner on two seventy one, Fernandez two sixty two. So there's your nine point gap. Bez is sixty. Well, best part of sixty points. Well, he is more than sixty points back in two hundred and six. But Bez can still win the championship. Mathematics says he can. Yep. Yeah, and so following on from that, his lows on 140. He can't win shit. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's down to your top three. Bez will need a miracle to win. He needs those two guys to crash their brains out in the next few few rounds. But and, and Paul Zaheri hasn't got a, a ride for next year, hasn't he? No, no ride for for Baldassare. No, not yet. I wonder what he's banking on. There's no rides left. <laughs> he might end up in uh, World Super Sport, or I don't know. Jeez. Fuck, World Supersport is just a, a death knell, isn't it? For a MotoGP rider to end up in World Supersport, you're never coming back. So, anyway. anyway hey, Bori. Yeah. I, I, I want to hear your little ditty about Jack and Joanne. <laughs> Two MotoGP <laughs> racers doing the best that they can. I want to I want to crack my guitar out you and go. just give you a backing track. <laughs> well, da, da, I, I, I tried. Try. Something, oh. something, something. <laughs> something, something. I, I da, tried. I tried. But it, it, it didn't work for that tune, so we did it in traditional iambic pentameter. So, <coughs> oh, okay. Are we ready? What? what? I don't know. It's something don't about masturbation. Some, I don't know. some fucking writing thing. Monkeys, monkeys jizzing in jars. Oh, God. Right. Oh. <coughs> Are you ready? What? Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. he's ready. Go on. Ready. All right. Stand by. 
Here we go. Young Young Juan's world champion, you know. Last year, he dealt them all a blow. He won by not winning at all. He won because he didn't have a fall. But he's a massive prick, it's clear. (laughs) He likes to bitch and moan and sneer. He also likes to pass blokes hard and smash the fairings in the yard. He's taken to banging with Jack, who's not a bloke you would attack. It's not like Jack has fucked me his mum, but for that as well, the time might come. And Jack Give him might, a minute. Eh? Give him a minute. <laughs> well, and Jack might feed me his mum a length of Townsville dick industrial strength. He'll pull her hair. He'll make her yell with pleasure when he rings her bell. At least twice now, young Juan has tried to knock our Jack well off his stride. He's cost him places, precious points. I'm hoping Jack breaks all his joints. <laughs> it came real close just yesterday. In Austin, they all came to play. And Mir was riding like a twat. His teammate simply flogged him flat. So Mir decided he would try and get past Jack and on the fly he hammered into Miller hard and almost caught him well off guard. But Miller's made of sterner stuff. He's not scared to play it rough. But them two sparring had a price. It let the beast through in a trice. Enough's enough, young Jack then thought. I'll show this cunt what he has wrought. I'll tell him what a cock he is. I'll root his mum and make her fizz. (laughs) So on the warm down lap did Jack stop next to me right on the track and told the Spanish fuck what's what and how he'll punch him in the cock. (laughs) He grabbed a hold of Mia's chin piece and said, this fucking shit must cease. You're riding like a massive cunt. Just keep it up, you'll bear the brunt. I'll get my fist to meet your throat, and then I'll take you out on Peko's boat, where he displays his mighty fat and beats you with a cricket bat. And then I'll toss you overboard, tied to a stove with heavy cord, and down you'll sink into the sea, and then there'll be your mum and me. I'll dress her up like Sailor Moon. I'll make a dance to my own tune. I'll slap her sassy mummy bum, and then I'll gonna take my thumb and grease oh, it up no. and grease it up with hot fork oil. And when she's coming to the boil, I'll poke it in her mummy hole, and then I'll bounce her on my pole. So keep that in. So keep that picture in your mind. The next time you are riding blind and stupid like a dirty prick, your mother's going to taste my dick. (laughs) And then young Juan went back to sit inside his silent, shameful pit. He poured some water down his throat and thought about young Pecco's boat. He knew full well Jack did not bluff. He understood Jack's had enough of being crashed into by him. And going right out on a limb, he really didn't want his mum to be fed Jack's big greasy thumb or him breathe. to be tied to a stove and thrown into a watery cove. So late that night after the race, young Mir went over to Jack's place and then he got down on his knees and begged forgiveness, pretty please. But Jack would not come out the door to see Juan Mir down on the floor, his eyes all big and wet and round begging forgiveness on the ground. Inside Jack's fancy hotel room, the dancing music sure did boom, and Mrs Mir was dancing nice (laughs) to Midnight Oil 
and rubbing ice on her big mummy boobs and bum and checking out Jack's meaty thumb while clad in Sailor Moon's small frock. She didn't hear her boy Juan's knock. She did not hear his sorry pleas. She did not hear him cry and wheeze and beg old Jack to let her be and ask her to get off his knee. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are going to hell. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, that was the last episode of PG. <laughs> I crossed a few lines. I'd like to personally apologize to everybody involved. We're going to need a priest after that bastard. Uh, oh, no. And he fucking nicks it. Oh, he's I, so thought, I thought. I thought the moment I get halfway through this, Rod's going to start pulling all the plugs and shit out. <laughs> Rod's, Rod's, got, Rod's got to do something. He's not even here. <laughs> Turn all the he's lights gonna on. He's going to listen back and go, no. He's gonna, you know what? He sent the email later tonight going, no, no you can't say me. this. You can't. And you know what we say? No, you, you fucking put it in there. Fucking shut up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, how did you get through that? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know how you read that take without. A, take a breath, everybody. Oh, my, my fucking my stomach muscles are hurting. Oh, oh, it was you. very vivid. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was one. I could close my eyes and I it could. Ro- it wrote I'm itself, like, oh, that one. Yeah. Every every week, I think they they can't get any better, <laughs> and they just do. <laughs> You're worth every cent we pay you. <laughs> do we pay him? No, oh, no. no. <laughs> we all do this for love. Oh. So seriously, my my fucking ribs and the, the muscles that go down the side <laughs> of your fucking. Do you stomach, notice that when I'm, when I'm doing it, I don't look at you two because I can't. <laughs> if, if fucking thank fuck, we're doing this remotely I, because I it was, was in the studio. The- I I'm fucking. I can't. I can't. Yeah, for every, for everybody listening, because of the plague, we're all in our own ha- houses doing this remotely, and Rod's sitting in the studio recording it all. And hey, maybe uh, next time we don't have to. Well, yeah, we might be able to go back to the studio. We might be able like to get one in. Yeah, yeah, that'd be no great. more lockdown as of next week. That's when it's going to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hey, listen. After that, you know what we need to do now. We need to welcome our new sponsor, Motoguzzi. Yeah, that will, you know, first time for everything, last time for sure. Hello, Motoguzzi Australia. <laughs> what a way to introduce them, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not sure that's what they were expecting. Well, it's it's Well, great. they probably were, really. No, sexy motorcycles. It was a sexy poem. I mean, nobody advertises on this show without knowing what they're fucking in for. No, that's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's oh, well, but, but we, we are what shit. we are. I love Moto Guzzi. But it, as, oh, I love personally, it. I'd like to welcome one of Italy's oldest and, and most legendary brands. Hey, speaking speaking of oldest and their hundredth birthday, yes, hundredth anniversary established in nineteen twenty one. Yeah. How about we start this? How about we? Because we're going to talk about Moto Guzzi for a few weeks, so we'll yes. talk about the bikes and stuff. But today, why don't we? Why don't we talk about the history? Because I reckon everybody listening to us. Firstly, would have been shocked to find out they're a hundred years old, mm. but secondly, would be would be surprised about how the place started and 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 what they've done over the years and how they've, and how important how they are, how important how, they are to the absolutely, yes, absolutely, yeah, and how they've stayed alive. 
because yeah, they're yeah. actually a real survival story of the industry, particularly the Austra- the Italian industry. Yeah, yeah, the Italian industry's been through so much drama, Kajiva and Ducati, and all. over the years yeah, they've been that, MV. Yeah, they're up and down and going broke and coming back and being bought and all that. MV is sorry, um, uh, Guzzi is a real well, success Gucci, story. Gucci is still it's still owned by the Italians. Yes, that's right. Right, yeah. MV Augusta is owned by a Russian oligarch. Right. <laughs> and his sixteen-year-old hot slut girlfriend, which and is the Ducati's yeah. owned by the Germans. Yeah, yeah, well, Audi, yeah. VW, well, Audi and VW owned yes. Ducati. Well, he's um, definitely not going to advertise. Hang on, Aprilia is still Aprilia <laughs> is still owned by Piaggio, so that's um that's Italian. So there's two Italian, true Italians left. Motoguzzi, yeah, and Aprilia. So I but guess you know they, the, they started off by some blokes that met yes. in the Air Force, didn't they? Yes, yes. There was um during the First World War, um, a bloke called. Giorgio Parodi, who was the guy with the money, and Giovanni Ravelli, who was a famous motorcycle racer, all buddied up with, with Carlos Gucci, who was the engineer. So they got mm. the drinking and the eating of the prosciutto and the, you know, the, the whole Italian thing. And instead of forming a mafia, they formed a motorcycle thing. Right? Which is a mafia. Which is a mafia, right? <laughs> so the, the whole purpose was that, that, that Carlos Gucci wanted to revolutionise Many characteristics of motorcycles, particularly, you know, he, he had ideas about the chassis, and Guzzi's have always been superb handling motorcycles. That's yeah, true. They right? They, you know, for all their – and they, you know, like, people, they, they have a bad rap. Back in the, you know, 70s and 80s, they were they, they were diabolical in many ways. They had one of those mm-hmm. gearboxes that had, like, 26 false neutrals in it. That's changed dramatically. Yeah. Um, but everything was rubbish back then. We forget that, you know, Harleys were rubbish back then. Um, Ducatis were rubbish right, back right. then. Um, you know, the, the stuff that worked was the Japanese stuff, but Moto Guzzi has completely- But only the engines worked in Japanese stuff, the frames were shit. Yeah, they were all rubbish anyway, right? But you look at, you, you look at one of those beautiful old 1970s Guzzi's, like, uh, you take one of, the, like, maybe the Le Mans. Yeah. It's just the most beautiful motorcycle you've ever Gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. The, and the way that engine is, it's, you know, they call it, you know, a box of twin in, in a push-up bra, but that, that, the way that works, <laughs> Right, it, it it just looks right, you know. Two 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 cylinders coming out in a V shape, you know. The pipe coming in, mate. They're just yeah. gorgeous, they, and they're still gorgeous to this day. I mean, yeah. they never, mate. Of course, you never built it, but that MGS01 that they that that sort of experimental bike they brought out maybe 10, 15 yeah, years yeah. ago. That was a stunning, stunning thing. Yes. Yeah. So and anyway, Ravelli died in a in a plane crash. Did yes, right. So he, he died in a plane crash, and then Parodi and Gutsi. They, they they kept going and and they they started producing bikes and and the original I remember the original one it, it had a it was like a it was a single cylinder but it was a flat cylinder it just pointed directly straight at the front wheel yes it was literally horizontal and and, and I, I think they've got that original bike they they've still got that in the factory museum yeah it's called they? the the GP the Guzzi Parodi yeah it's in Mandela in the in the Guzzi Museum so. Um, back, and then Parodi insisted on changing the company's name to Motoguzzi in recognition of, you know, the, the mastermind behind it, who was, um, Carlos Guzzi. And then he also picked that winged eagle as their symbol. So Harley isn't the only one with a winged eagle. I've seen all his movies. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, it was on the pilot's uniform. That's why the eagle has its wings sideways, like pilot's wings. And, yeah. um, to honor Ravelli. And um, from the outset, they they just didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. So convinced, yeah, they wanted to be different. Yeah, they wanted to be different. 
And their designs for the day were so, so advanced. So um, it was – Because they, they even used their engines in, in like farm equipment and because yep. their engines were so reliable and, and so, so strong that they were powering farm machinery. They were doing all sorts of stuff with those motors. Well, the, one of the most fascinating things about them is that they built an eight-cylinder GP500 bike, a 500cc V8 motorcycle. Imagine that. Which, shooter. in 1955, was doing 275 kilometres an hour. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, fuck. That's, that's 275 no, kilometres an hour in 1955. Put that window on your vagina, yeah. 500cc. Matt Oxley reckons Moto3 is too fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hi, Matt. We love you. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Anyway, so there we go. So we, we, we shall cover th- this at length in the coming weeks. But, but they've got many good new motorcycles. Great stuff. Oh, got great many, story. many. What was, the, what was the name of that one they've had out for the, the, the last few years? It's like a it's, a it's a big kind of tour, but it looks California? like California. Oh, I don't know if it's California, but it's black and it's got the, yeah, it's got yeah, the yeah, red yeah. cylinder head yeah, covers. And, oh, well, I, fuck, I, I love I, it. I had a long-term one of those. We, we, we um, spruiked some stuff on it. Um, it's, that's it's a gorgeous, glo- oh, gorgeous, it's beautiful looking motor. So we'll we'll talk about that next time. But but oh, go and check I, out the Moto Guzzi Australia and and just check out some of the new bikes because they you like a you like a, a style and you like a reliability and you know it's beautiful. Hey, they do you know something? Un, un, I've got something unusual about Moto Guzzi. What's that? They had a, their own rowing team. What the fuck is that got to do with it? Seriously? Well, they're, they're based up around Co- Lake Coma, right? Did they have in, an engine in, in it? <laughs> no, no, rowing. So rowing. So they had their own official <laughs> rowing team for more than 90 years Gee. from 1929. They they won fucking Olympic gold medals. They won, Bullshit. They won world championships. They won all sorts of stuff. And they called them, they called them the Eagles. Well, there you there's go. A bit, there's a bit of shit. But that's not where – that Lake Coma is not the Lake George lived on, is it? Uh, no, he's in Switzerland. Oh, okay. He's in like he's in Lugano. Lugano, that's right. Yeah, he should be on Lake Como. It's better. <laughs> it's beautiful. I like I like Lake Como. That's where Bellagio is. That's where Moto Guzzi is. Right there, is where Lake Como. Lovely. Yeah. Well, welcome Moto Guzzi yes. Australia. It's, Hello, it's well, people. To Moto PG. Welcome aboard. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun. Hang with on. <laughs> hey, let's talk about the Moto GP racing on the weekend. Oh. Hey. Hey, I, I, hey. <laughs> how funny was the guy that was doing the checkered flag? Listen, listen, that we shouldn't laugh sh- at disabled people. He was shit. <laughs> I, I can laugh because I was, have epilepsy. What was wrong with him? Too I many make, Texas barbecues, too many breakfast tacos. He must have very good gack over there, I think. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was fat. But it was, it was the worst display of flag waving I have ever seen. It was like the flag was getting tangled around the stick and he like, fucking couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure it out and it was wobbling and he fucking – it was like they'd just gone and got a fucking epileptic from the local daycare centre and shone a, shone a fucking strobe light in his eyes when it was time to end the race. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> Alicia Alicia Asparagus, she was my my uh, my, my my wonderful uh, watching I love experience it. over the weekend. Every time you crash, you have a drinking Competition now, the like well five done. times, five I love, times. I love when she cries, and I like I when she screams at Alex so Marquez. Crazy. Oh yeah, after qualifying one, when because when whenever Alicia Asparagus can't set set a time, 
he always finds Alex Marquez and screams at him as they're coming back into the pits. It's, it's like Alex Marquez is always the fall guy for Alicia not being able to cut a time. And I don't know why. And Alex just sits there smiling at him through his visor they're going, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Fucker, what? Yeah. Oh, oh, I ran out of petrol again. Oh, uh, yeah. Dan, some- where are you? And sometimes it's like Alicia's following him trying to get a toe. Just scream at and, him, yes. Yeah, and he can't set a time, and all of a sudden it's Alex's fault because he, <laughs> Alex is t- wasn't should, towing him fast enough. We should find him at the airport or something and just scream at him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, those two fucking asparagus brothers, I, I wanted to hate the other one, but I couldn't. I mean, I hate Paul more than Alice, but. They're both hateable. They're both hateable, so Definitely hateable. Definitely hateable. Yeah. And do you know what I, I I've spoken to a few a few <laughs> a few guys and it, like in the paddock and and I've said is it like they, they they keep sticking stuff on every time they manage to get a photo taken with another rider that looks remotely friendly they stick it on their Instagram and I've said is it is it real and they're like no everyone hates them <laughs> everyone fucking hates them they're the most despised people in the whole paddock the two of them <laughs> thankfully they like each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they do. Well, they haven't crashed into each other yet, so that's probably the only reason. Give it time. Give it time. Wait till, wait till one of them takes the other one out. It's going to be gold. Jack Miller's <laughs> weekend was something. Fuck, he's killing I me. I mean, he was doing so well on the Friday. <laughs> on the Saturday, me. you couldn't beat the bastard. FP3 and uh, FP4, fast, 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 set a great time. Qualifying, he just fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he, he says um, tires. He says, <clears throat> yeah. He said he couldn't get a decent run on his second tire. But I, I love uh, Jack so much. I love him. I, I and each time he does something like like this time he grabbed me by the face. Yeah. I just love him more. I think you have you have the balls. You have the talent. You have the the grit. The determination. Motherfucker, just ride fucking faster. Consistency. Fucking that's win. the problem. Is just consistency. Well, it's it's always that last. Six laps, isn't it? Oh. But no, I mean, the, the qualifying thing was weird. I mean, Jack Jack basically blamed Michelin straight up. And he, <laughs> after qualifying, he said he was asked about it and, and he kind of alluded to the fact that he got a bad tyre. And he basically just, it, this is a quote, I'm getting fucking sick of it, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, and it, I tried to find that. So I ring Gigi and I says to Gigi, I says, Gigi. Hey! And Gigi goes, hey! And then I went, hey! And then he went, hey! And then he hung up the phone. <laughs> so it was a very good conversation. But, but that would have said But he didn't give anything away. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I like how you pressed him. I did. Yeah, yeah I, tried, I like how I you went pressed for a second. Him. Yeah. <laughs> went for a third one and it wasn't it didn't, no, it didn't reciprocate. No. But look there, there was a cup there was a couple of guys that that basically said the same thing. There was there was a few of them that had trouble with tires and qualifying and uh look we know it happens, right? We we know that there's a little bit of inconsistency and it doesn't take much, right? When there's two tenths between first and tenth, it, it doesn't take much to be off the boil. And that's a and that fucking track they resurfaced sector four, but they didn't resurface any other part of the track. So sector four was resurfaced. Yeah, right. But the rest of it was still shit. But you know what they do? They say they resurface, but all they do is they shave it down the bump yeah. and then they they fill in the hole. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's right. come on. 
That's yeah. not a proper reservist. But look, and there's one of the I won't then, mention her name, when, but there was But when we're also when they, they don't have much motorcycle racing there, the IMA go there no. and the MotoGP they go there. That's it. Nothing else go there. You know what they got running around there? It's trucks, fucking trucks, trucks racing and yes. shit. Right. That, that's oh, yeah. got to fuck up the track like yeah. nobody's business. Fuck it off the trucks, yeah. Everybody in the southern half of the US loves truck racing more than they love anything else. Of course they so, do. <laughs> yeah, barbecues <laughs> and truck racing. That's yeah, it. That's right. But I thought it was funny. Uh, Loris Baz jumped on jumped on Twitter, and he said, "You guys think Coda's bad? Wait till you see the rest of the country's racetracks." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said the rest of them. Are well, I've watched worse. a couple Coda's of the um, AMA things with Baz was racing, and they are they go tracks. They're absolutely they're shit. appalling. They're garbage, utter, utter garbage. The only things that are well maintained are the ovals for the NASCAR and the grid girls, and the, and the grid girls. They are, well are they too. are top quality. Speaking of grid girls, Zarko crashed. Oh, <laughs> made me happy. <laughs> One of what our happened uh, to hang on. What happened to you know Johan? He had a very promising start. He was challenging. You know, he looked yeah, like he was, he was a title at one contender. Stage. He was very good. Yeah. Now he's but, fucked. Isn't isn't it funny? And we talked about this when when we got to the um, the mid year break, the summer break. We kind of talked about what would happen in the second half of the year, and the, and the summer break's fantastic for guys who haven't been performing coming into form, and some guys who have been performing all of a sudden losing their way. It happens every year, and yep. Zarko's one of them. Yep. Zarko was really really good up to up to summer break, and then fuck, we haven't well, seen of him. Well, we seen him. Sister Ruta, there you go. Well, fuck, Sister Ruta. Rooted. He started, Rooted. Yeah, he started coming good the last couple of races before the summer break, and we thought, here we go. He's on now. Oliveira's on. He's found his form. He's going to fucking kick ass no. for the rest of the year. No. He his didn't. Sister got, well, his sister got pregnant, and he lost half a second a lap. That's what it happens. God knows what happened when the damn thing gets born. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and Taka, Taka got a new fairing. Taka was fast. To- Taka was fast, and then Taka crashed. Yes, which that, is what happens what Taka when Taka. It, what's happened when Taka goes fast? Taka crashes. He's not had a podium. Never. No, never. Never. Did you feel? I felt sorry for Jorge Martin. Yep. yep. I mean, he, he he sort of lost a little bit of control and went through that chicane, and he lost time. He lost a fair bit of time, but he didn't quite lose enough. So they they gave him a long lap penalty. Yes, have some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> You, you I, think, got f- I think they thought it was Zarko. Same letters, you know. <laughs> oh, Zarko, give him a long lap. Oh, shit. Well, it's probably why, probably why Zarko crashed, so he didn't have to do Martin's long lap penalty. But <laughs> how good is the beast? Oh, yes. He's coming like a thief in the night on a stolen Ducati he, Panther. He really is. Let's give him something. Position like, six, to like, on 16 on the grid to position six? Come on, bitches, Ducati, please. Ducati have, have a, some big choices to make. Oh. Some big choices to make because the beast is coming, yeah. and and Martin is good. They got two very good young rookies sitting you there. Fuck Zarko off and put fucking Bestianini on Zarko's motorcycle. Oh, uh, well, no, look, yeah. well, the thing is, they're they're all locked in for next year. So the the only thing that remains is what what motorcycles different guys are going to get, right? So on on form. You would say, okay, well, the, the two Promac boys and the two factory boys are all getting factory bikes, right? We know that. They're going to get them anyway. That's all locked in. So at the moment, Bagnaya should be getting the bikes from, from, from either Jorge Martin or, or Zarco, right? So he'll have 2021 bikes for next year. And realistically, they're very good motorcycles. We already know that the current model Jap- um, Ducatis are, are really good. So he will have, a very good bike for next year. He'll have an extremely competitive bike. So, 
you know, so I, I think it doesn't matter what colours he's racing under. What what matters is what bike he's on, and and he'll be on a good bike next year. What surprises me is the performance that he's getting, particularly late in the race, out of the bike that he's on. Yep. Because that was a bike when when Jack and Bagnaya were on it last year. It was the last part of the race that they struggled in, and this year it's working well in the last part of the race. That's right. <clears throat> so they've done well to find something in that motorcycle. They've changed something that's that's made it work. So so he'll he'll be good. He'll be he'll be more of a contender next year because he'll be on a better motorcycle. So so do you think Mir's going to show up at 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 the next race? <laughs> do you think he'll show up in Misano, or is he just going to shit his pants and stay home and say, "Oh no, I'm not feeling too good today." He'll be quiet. He's did got, you, did he's you see going, him? When- I think he'll be very quiet. I think he'll be very scared because Jack will definitely kick his ass. Well, when he got back to the pits and he was sitting sitting in his chair, he was trying to drink water and he was trying to pour it in his mouth, but his mouth wouldn't open and his big bottom lip was all fucking swollen and sticking out. And, and I, 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 had a, I was on the phone to a mate at the time. We were both watching and he said, oh, look at me. He must be fucked. He can't even, can't even open his fucking gob. I said, mate, he's shitting, scared, his, yes. he's shitting his pants. He thinks Jack's waiting out the back of the pitch just, for him. He's just, he just <laughs> been fucking told what for. Yeah, well, I'm going to fucking on, kill pull you. Pull on, on the track, you fucking dickhead, right? Fuck off. Well, and, and Jack said after the race, because, I mean, Jack's too far down the championship for it to matter now anyway, but Jack basically said, well, now I know the fucking rules and I know how this fucker wants to ride. Fucking look out. <laughs> it's all bets are off for the rest of the year. But I'll give it to speaking him. Speaking of Jack, him letting Peko Bagnaya pass, class act. It's not something that we've seen for a long time, and I know there, there are no team orders that Jack said he would help Peko if the, the you know yeah. Peko's still in the hunt, and for Jack to let him through and and so he could chase Martin, that was that was that was that was nice to see. Love well, not only that, but as a as a rider, he did it in a way where it didn't even cost Peko any time. Yeah, so he he sort of took himself offline so that Peko could hold the racing yeah. line through that corner. Yeah. No. You're right, it was well done. It, and look, Jack's a good teammate. The Italians and Ducati love Jack. They love him for a reason because he is a team player, which is not normal. These guys all hate each other, including their teammates, most of the time. <laughs> but the, but everybody loves Jack except for me yeah. now. <laughs> me, that's like, <laughs> and me, me wants to like Jack. <laughs> Do you remember, Fredo, watching the race? I remember something you said last year before before me won the championship, and and it was when he came out with a comment about the. Uh, about COVID nineteen, and he and he he'd been saying, "Oh, look, you know, we're we're all still very lucky. You know, there's people at home that can't feed themselves and whatever." And we were saying, "Oh, he's a nice guy." And then you said, "I like him, but I don't think I'm going to continue to like him." <laughs> yes, that's right. And every- he's one of those guys you go, you like, and then you go, he's just the more you see him, the more you hear from him, you're like, uh, yeah, fuck you. And now it's he's just annoying. Yeah, but he, but two two races in a row he's run into Jack with a couple of corners to go and cost them both positions. So last time it was it was Marquez that took advantage. This time it was the beast. And then um, so so Marquez won from start to finish. Yeah, but it, I'm thinking Marquez only won because Fabio didn't want to win. He didn't need to win. I don't to think so. Him. I don't think Fabio no. could keep up with him. But no, I think Mark was winning anyway. I think well, Fabio Fabio did exactly. He knew he's counting the numbers. He knew all he had to do is be in front of of. Uh, Bagnaya, he did I, this. I, I look, I looked at the lap times. They were lapping two o fives until Mark decided to lap in the two o fours. Everyone kept lapping in two o fives. That's still slow. Two o four is slow around there. Well, look, it's slow compared to to the times they were cutting 
three yeah, years two, ago. Yeah, absolutely. But the track is in much worse condition now. They're, they're never going to be cutting 203s in race trim around there now. That's just not going to happen. So, But I think – and Mark said after the race he was in his interview, he said, look, my plan was start, get out in front, get to the point where I can feel the tyres start. And, and this is one of the things I love about Mark Marquez. He said, I'm going to get to the point where I can feel the tyres start to go and then I'm going to fucking get up it for the rent. And because if my tyres are starting to go, then the guys behind me are in the same boat. So I'm going to put the pressure on then and hope they don't, hope they can't stay with me. And I, just the, the concept of that, when when I get to the point where I feel like I'm losing grip, I'm going to go faster. Look, <laughs> I, I, I think that, fuck Marquez, right? Just fuck him, right? <laughs> fabulous road, fabulous road, the smartest race. Yes, he did. The smartest race this and, season. And <clears> now <throat> he comes out of this. All he has to do. Yep. In Misano is finished in front of Pedro Bagnaya and he's won the championship. That's it. All he has to do is beat him. If he doesn't, he stay very close to him. He he'll wrap it up sooner or later. But I I, I'm going. You have to call it. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely think he's a champion this year, and and it'll be great. I look forward to his celebrations. They're going to be better than fucking Marquez's rubbish. I hope he he does. Sorry, go on. No, no, no. I just hope it's bound to be better than Marquez holding an eight ball. As long as he doesn't play golf again. Fuck did, it now. Did you see Fabio do the shoey on the on the podium? Yeah, that was bad. You know why he did it? <laughs> why? He's trying to save uh, Mia from Jack killing him. He said, Jack, look at me. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Don't look <laughs> over there. Look here. I do, trying I do to the distract dealer. him. I do the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he does this. <clears throat> Yes, I, I, it was a bit. I felt a bit weird watching the podium celebrations with Pecco standing there with his arms folded. It was look. It was almost like Pecco was b- a bit cranky with the other two boys, but I, I could understand why the other two boys celebrated. It, it was if if the fatality had happened in the MotoGP paddock, they wouldn't have celebrated. They would have stood on the on the yeah, dice and absolutely, yeah. and and done the normal thing, but because it wasn't part of the air paddock, yes. they. Whereas I think Pecco did it out of respect for Vinales and and um, and just sort of stood there with his arms folded and didn't get involved. But so that was that was a bit odd. I felt a bit dirty watching that. But I, I like the fact Jet Lawrence was handing out the trophies and the donuts. Was great. It was great. How good was the donut? I thing? thought it was like what what kind? <laughs> I was looking what kind of donut he's going to go for. It was pink. He loves the pink donut. I, he liked I think the pink. It, I think it's he's really cool. So good he didn't go for the stink. He go for the chocolate donut. <laughs> how how the cool George would have. George went for the. George loved the chocolate donut. Marquez went the pink donut, which surprised me. No, but, but think about think about Jet Lawrence. Jet Lawrence is a fucking Aussie. He's an Aussie. What the fuck? Sorry, Boris. Did you hear the Did you hear the cheers though? When when Jet came out and, and handed out the trophy for third place, the cheers from the crowd. They he's, love him. he's a superstar. Yeah, he is a superstar. But he's an Aussie him. giving out prizes at an American race. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's also a Honda rider, so there you go. Bit of a tie in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know what else I found a little bit weird? Um, was we didn't see Rossi on TV at all during the race, did we? No, or Dobby. Oh, or Dobby. Didn't see oh, Dobby oh, at all. No. Rossi, all weekend. You, Rossi, you get a glimpse of him now and again because Rossi. But even, even in Europe, whenever we race in Europe, uh, Rossi will always get a good Throughout the course of the race, he'll, even if he's coming fucking 18th, he'll get 30 to 40 seconds on TV spread over a couple of shots. But the, the Americans love Mark Marquez. He is so popular there. Well, I saw some sad she-cow. The Mexicans do. Stand there with a yellow flare by herself. And I'm like, 
thinking it's Mijello, you know? And I'm like, no, no, put it away. The, what are you it's, doing? It's the Mexicans. It's the Mexicans love Marquez. That, Texas is full of Mexicans. There you go. That's it. No, the, the Americans, are they, they just flip and flop. So the they, used champi- to, they used to love Championship. The championship. championship. Yeah, two, so uh, two we got uh, – 254 for fucking what's Fabulous. his face? Fabulous. Fabulous. Peko on 202. So you got a 52-point gap, right? So there's 25 points a win, three rounds to go. So if uh, if um, Fabulous comes away from the next round at Mazzano with a 51, I can't remember how many wins has Fabulous had. All he has is to it? do is beat him. That's yeah. all yeah, he has he, to do. Absolutely. If he beats him, championship over. Yeah. So, um, and if he doesn't beat him, we're depending on where they finish. If he finishes with fifty-one point gap championship over, because if it goes to f- if it, it doesn't matter. Let's have um, your predictions. Let's have your predictions. Uh, no, Peko. Oh, fuck, it's so hard this year. Mizano too. So Come hard. on. Beast, I want- I'm going for the beast. <laughs> the beast. Come on, beast! <laughs> <laughs> I want the I want Betsy to sorry. Yeah, I want uh, Bastinin to come in there and win it. I want you, him. You, I don't know if he will, but that's what I want. You go the beast. Well, I want Rossi to win, but that ain't going to happen. <laughs> no, I'm going to go the beauty. I'm going to say Fabio is going to wrap it up with a win. It yeah. will be. It will be sad. It, uh, you know, uh, Rossi's the last race on the home soil. Is it going yeah. to be sad? Uh, but there'll be much celebration. There'll be, the place will be packed with people. It's going to be beautiful to watch. Beautiful. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thinking Fabulous will do this, and maybe, maybe if the planets align and the stars are in the right place, they might let Rossi through for his th- third place to give him his two hundred thirty. But they won't because they're all pricks. <laughs> <laughs> all of them, fuck them. Jack would do it. Right. Jack would let him through. You're probably right. Uh, what do you think of hey, we, we did a new t-shirt. Did we, we did. We, we did, did a new t-shirt, and on the back it says "Straight out of lockdown." Yes. <laughs> Instead of straight out of Compton, straight out of lockdown. Yes, get we, this one now. Go and which, get it now. Which, so you got it ready when you come out of lockdown next week. Which, if you're which, in Sydney, if you're in Melbourne, <laughs> well, <it's> pretty, the, <laughs> buy it. You can wear it in a month or two. <laughs> 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 Poor bastards. So what we've decided to celebrate um, being free in New South Wales, we might go to a pub. Yeah, so we've we've been talking for the last couple of episodes about doing a live podcast at Grey Gums, but the, the, and we love Grey Gums. Hello, Kim. We love we love Kim and Will up there. But the problem is trying to record a live podcast there when there's fucking bikes and wind and all sorts of. Stuff, it's actually a very difficult location to do. So, and not only that, as soon as we get out of lockdown in Sydney, the place is going to be fucking packed anyway. They probably don't need a hand. At the moment, maybe in the middle of winter next year, we could do one and have campfires and camp over and do all, all of that shit. But at we the moment, we will definitely do this one, big one. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like, maybe we just go to somewhere like Singleton, because yes. Singleton up in the in the Hunter Valley, close yes. to Boris Place. Yes, and and there's lots of hotels. There's lots of there's we could find a great pub. There's lots of hotels for people to stay. They can there's some whether you're coming from Sydney or further south or from up north or wherever you're coming from. There's some great roads to ride well, to get what, to Singleton. What we, what we can do, we can meet at the pub in Singleton, ride out to Grey Gums for lunch, come back to Singleton for a night of um, frivolity, frivolity and partying. And, and and do the, yeah and do the podcast yeah do the podcast okay. oh you want to still record a podcast well I was just going to get on the gak and the terps yeah no, well, wait, that, meet that, meet at Grey Gamma for lunch 
Because people come from Sydney, right? Yeah, how about yeah. We they that? meet the Grey Gamba for lunch. Then they'd go to the Singleton with the, you know, and then get on the beer and the get grabber, their, yeah. And then we do a little podcast. Get the uh, accommodation sorted. And, and, and people and can, we tell people the date. We put it on the, the, the book of faces if, yes. if it hasn't, if the Chinese haven't crashed it again. Yes. And, and <laughs> is it, is it back and working in now? Yeah, it's working again. Oh, good. It's working. And but I'm not banned. It, it, everything, everything depends on the, the Chinese not bombing Taiwan the next couple of weeks. Yeah. That would be helpful. Um, yeah, but Facebook was down, Instagram was down, WhatsApp was down for about seven or eight hours today. I didn't even notice. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you're not a 17-year-old girl. That's probably why. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so. yeah, but I hang around with some, but they were busy. Oh, so um, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're in the Patreon, <laughs> if you're in the Patreon pit crew, the first round is on us. Uh, yes, we'll we'll get sorted. We'll get that we'll fucking get hooked that away in the next. We'll let's, let's make you, sure we, we put the yep. dates out the next week. Yeah, I'll let you know where we're going, what we're doing, and what and how we're doing it in the next I'm week or two. Okay. Yeah, right. keep an eye on Facebook. Pit crew people will will give you a heads up early so you can book hotels and once we sort out a date, okay. let's get that sorted. I can't wait for Misano. Oh, Misano it's be good. Too. The revenge hey. of Misano. <laughs> we need to we need to record another podcast for the the Patreon pit crew people. We need to do hearts and minds. Let's do this now. We'll do it now. We'll we'll let Rod know. Hey Rod, he's not there. Rod's still there? <laughs> he's fucked off. He's fucked off. Oh, Rod's Rod's doing. A, he's he's fucking two time in us. He's doing a thing with Geraldine Doog. What? what? <laughs> can he's people there. Can, can people hear you? Can people hear you, Rod? Or are you just talking in our ears? Oh, he doesn't asshole. want you to mention anybody else. You just give it away. He's a business. Rod, you need to. Oh. <laughs> hey, everybody, Rod just Rod just called our audience retarded. <laughs> okay. No, no, we I better think he called, go. He called let's us go, retarded. <laughs> let's go and do the Pantheon stuff for them now. Bye, everybody. we see Bye, you in two weeks. <laughs> 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 bye bye. <laughs>